Thank you for tuning back into the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin and I am your host. I appreciate you listening and if you have been waiting on this episode, I appreciate your patience. I know I had a brief hiatus there, got really busy with some other things and got sidetracked. And I apologize if you are looking forward to a new episode sooner. Well, here it is. It's with Brad Han. He is a veteran of the Air Force. He did nine and a half years serving our country. And he wanted to do an episode specifically about veteran suicide and spreading awareness on that. And just talking about suicide in general and the mental health crisis we're going on that's going on in America right now. And we had a great conversation about that. We also talked about comedy because we're both comedians. And yeah, great episode. Looking forward to talking to Brad more and getting to know him more. He's a great guy. discharge nope just got out um did your time yep okay was in new mexico my career field was overmanned and they're like if you want i'm like yep yep i'm good right before 9 11 as a matter of fact and i'm still shocked that i never can't that i never got called back or anything but air force logistics was just pounded you know they were just packed so they were they had enough people oh yeah way they had too many Way too many. So other divisions was probably a different yeah. story. Yeah. Yep. So you were safe. See, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to see a lot. I mean, I was overseas for seven and a half of those. Okay. Was in Okinawa, Japan, Korea, then went to Guam, which it's an American territory, but it's still overseas. Okay. Saw nice. a lot of other countries, Thailand, Singapore, mainland japan philippines did a touch and go in australia so, that's awesome i really yeah. want to go to australia it's so freaking far though oh yeah it's yeah. a long flight when i was in guam my favorite uh i was a logistics guy for what they call fleet services they're basically what i call the caterers of the air force whenever the cargo planes come in they clean the cabin areas they had pumped the shutters out and everything but okay they called me radar because i would go out there and meet like the other birds like from australia and thailand and we'd do a little switcheroo with booze and other stuff other stuff yeah yeah it was really cool that's awesome and over there it's like 85 degrees year round and it rains just about every day oh really just for like a little bit oh yeah like florida kind of pretty much yeah similar to florida yeah yeah so so a lot of stuff so uh what age did you get? Did you get in early? So funny story about that. Me and my best friend, he, out of high school, he's like, oh, I'm going in. And I'm like, you're stupid. You know, I'm like, I'm going to go to school and get a good, you know, get a good job. And then, well, I went to Blackhawk and my mom couldn't afford it. And I'm like, this is pretty expensive, <laughs> you know, even back then. Yeah. So I was like, I talked to him and he goes, yeah, it's awesome. So I got in and what's funny is I re-enlisted he got out in like three years. <laughs> he's like, screw this, I'm done. So he liked it at first. And then he's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Yep. So I was, I actually turned 18 in basic training. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So they let you. Actually, 19. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I 19. Was like, 19 is when I. I okay. I was going to say, they don't yeah. let, they probably wouldn't let you. Well, unless you lie. The, yeah. Some no, people was, have. Yeah. It was, uh, because I graduated to basic in June of 90, so it would have been 19. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. 
All right, awesome. So yeah, I got some info for for the uh, for the intro here and mm-hmm. uh, a little backstory. Well, uh, I can kind of use that actually because uh, it's recording right now, so I can edit this a little bit. Cool. Like I'm not I'm not as crazy with my editing as Shane does because <laughs> I don't do video. I mean, I've tried video, but it's just like I don't have the time. Yeah, he, he takes yeah. like a whole day and does video. Oh yeah. Yeah, I helped him out with getting that computer situation straightened out. Oh, yeah. When I saw what he was originally doing, he was doing it all on like an all-in-one with like four gigs of RAM and just a built-in integrated video card and sound card. I'm like, how the hell have you been doing all this? Yeah, how is your computer like still working? How does it not crash every five minutes? Well, and it did crash. I said, I've got some spare stuff. I'll just put one together for you. So, okay. Yeah. Because he's a good dude. So that's know. where the computer came from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because gotcha. yeah. he was, I think he, I think that was before I met you. He's like, yeah, I got this from my friend Brad. And I'm yeah. Like, I didn't even know who you were right, at the right. time. And I was like, I was like, well, this is a pretty solid hookup. Yeah. Yeah. He's helped me through some pretty big stuff. You know, like, he's a great guy, man. He is. Like, he is. At first, I, uh, it wasn't like, it wasn't like with uh, with Zach where I, at first I was like, I'm not going to like Zach. <laughs> and Zach knows that. And he's gotten that a lot. Uh, before I actually met him, mm-hmm. uh, just stupid, um, judging a book by its cover type of thing. Right, right. Well, just because he kind of has, uh, he has like, he's very serious all the time. Mm-hmm. He has that serious yep. look on his face and you're like, uh, I don't know if I want to talk to that guy. You yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> but then once you talk to him, he's just like, yeah, he's a great, yeah, he's he's a great, great dude. dude. Shane, it's just like almost like he just has all this energy, yeah, all the time, and you're yeah. just like, man, yeah. Let like, me borrow some of that. And like many others, I had to kind of take a little break before I left his house to come back <laughs> because of that damn fireball. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad I don't drink because I would have been heavy in the fire. I used to drink a lot of fireball. Um, yeah. It was very pop. I mean, still popular, but oh uh, yeah, it was yeah. really picking up popularity and then i i stopped drinking right after they came out with jackfire which i actually like better than fireball Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought it was a better they just basically made a better version of fireball (laughs) i mean it was more expensive though but yeah yeah i enjoyed that uh rumplements always did me dirty i oh my god that's on my do not list now (laughs) Yeah, it should be. Uh, it should that be is. on everyone's do not list. It was just one of those things because it was like, oh yeah, it's like a breath mint, like, but no, it, it's not. <laughs> but it's super strong, and it was always like at the end of the night and like the worst times you would take those shots, and oh my god, yeah, I don't miss hangovers. That's like the one thing like that. If I run out of ideas, like of like oh reasons not to drink, I'm like oh yeah, hangovers they suck. Okay. Hangovers and I feel like shit the entire next day. Yeah, and they keep getting worse the older oh. I get. Oh, I man, always I'm had aware. hangovers though, even when I was younger. Like it didn't oh, matter. Yeah. Some of my friends like could get up and start drinking the next day. That was not me. That was us in the military, pretty much. When I was stationed yeah. in Korea, I think the only day we did not full on drink was Sundays. That was literally day, that was the day of rest. The day of, yeah, the day of rest of the day of the Lord. So we, <laughs> yeah, went to church because we if were you, if you wanted to, and then yeah, chills. There's, there's like four of us. We all lived about six miles from the base we were assigned to, off base. Because okay. all the if you were E four, you could move off base because there was a housing shortage in the barracks on base. Got it. Got it. So we all lived in like this little bitty compound, and we'd barbecue. You know, we'd take a bus back and forth from the base. We'd get off the bus and we'd start playing cards at the little supermarket there called Arajima, which is basically Mama-san for okay. the Japanese side. She'd have the beers out, little barbecue for us and everything. And we'd sit there and play for about oh, two, three hours and then go home and keep drinking at one of our houses and then get up and do it all over at 5.30 the next morning. Yeah, that's an early start to the day, too. Yep. We worked 7 to 5. 7 to 5? Monday through Fridays. And then sometimes they'd... You know, we'd have exercises, which was practicing war. You know, then it would be 12-hour shifts until they said we were done. Yeah. So, yep. Dang. So, uh, 
as far as getting out of the military, once you get out, I mean, there's still, I mean, obviously some benefits that mm-hmm. you, since you did your time and you weren't right. kicked out or yeah. <laughs> anything like yeah. that, um, you reap some benefits, but obviously there's some, uh, there's some issues with, uh, I don't know if it's just a lack of support or lack of help within the VA or if it's, or what would you say would be the main issue? That, Honestly, it's really hard to pinpoint it. You it's know, really because, hard to pick because it's yeah, just a variety of things. Right. Um, like when I got out, I had to go to Iowa City and do kind yep. of an exit, an exit physical and everything else. And they said, well. They don't really have much here. Yeah. Well, I get because funny you mentioned the benefits and everything. I looked into just basic kind of supplementing my medical care. Okay. So I applied for benefits based off of my service and they actually said that it's been referred to the Quad Cities VA Center, which I had kind of heard. I think it's up there across from Fairgrounds. The fairgrounds, yeah. 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 But I don't think it's been there that long though. No, it's pretty new. Yeah. So but for a majority, because I have another veteran brother here who has very severe um the disease Michael uh, Michael J. Fox has. Uh, Parkinson's? Parkinson's. Okay. And he go, he still goes up to Iowa City once a month for okay. his checkups and everything else. That's just where he's always gone? Yeah, that's where he's gone, and that's where those specialists are. Got it, got it. Yeah. And he gets his dental. I think he does dental locally here now. Okay. But, but yeah, and it's, um, to answer your question further, I, I, it's, I think it's just a whole bunch of, this you know it's oh well it's this side it's that side it's you know the va's not doing enough the government the government's not doing enough bottom line it's sad yeah i think well in general there's a mental health crisis absolutely too so absolutely that is an issue like just with providers in general like there's Mm -hmm. just a shortage of i mean i've even heard i've talked to my psychiatrist about it Mm -hmm. and she's and she's like they will literally pay you, the government will pay you to go to school, like subsidize everything right. to get your doctorate. I'm like, man, that's a lot of school, but it could get paid for. And I've thought about it. Sure. Uh, it's still on the table, but it's just one of those things. It's like when I was in school, it was school was like secondary and partying was first. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So now it's like totally different. Now that I don't party like that anymore, it's just like, it would be a different approach, but I also have been working, you know, nine to five mm-hmm. in like the corporate world for almost five years now. So it's like, ah, do I really want to be a full-time student? Right. That's what, that's what my youngest does. He's at Iowa right now. And I don't, he's not truly working like 40 hours a week, but he started off at the Jersey Mike's here with the original owners got and everything. And they re- yeah, I would have to do something. Yeah. I wouldn't just not work at all. I couldn't probably do that. But he's pulling the hours up there right now. And, you know, he they opened the Coralville store up there. Okay. And he's been doing, like, shift lead work plus doing the, the schooling and everything else up there. Full time? Yep. Yep. What's he? Uh, what's he going for? Uh, just general like business management type of stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did marketing. So that's the other thing. It's like I did. I have a marketing degree, but I want to go in, go back for psychology. It's like totally different. But I also want to, if I do it, I want to have my own practice and be able. Oh to, sure. Yeah. You know, do have like a home office or even a separate office where I can do like virtual stuff too, because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff's gone virtual now. So I go to Genesis Psychology Associates. Okay, yeah. Out there, I I go to I see Doctor Gondra. I okay. think the last two visits I've seen were tele telehealth or yep. You know, so until recent, I'm is that I, off, is that off a uh, like kind of off a of yeah. Ridge? Okay. Um, up yeah, back yeah, behind that Wells Fargo and everything yep. right there. Yep, I used to go there. Yeah, so he's been he's been a great help to me when I've needed it. You know, but unfortunately, other people like me in my situation, they're, you know, they've tried to reach out to get the help and they've either been sent home with a bag of pills or, sorry, we don't have room for you. 
Yeah, you that's know, a, that's a huge issue right now with and not just with veterans or it's all everyone you know, all walks wait of list. Life. Yes, absolutely. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but to kind of talk about my background that I we personally had that happen to our oldest. He was going through a very very dark time. You know, it it was like he he was used to his high school schedule. Okay, I get up at this time, I go to school, I go yep. to work, you know, just the the pattern, you know. He, he Routines are good. Routine. Exactly. And once that was over, we saw it just, you know, do this. And one day it just came to a blow and mm-hmm. I rushed home and I, I called the ambulance and they got him there and he... They basically said, sorry, we don't see anything wrong with him. And right when he walked out, he said, I just told them what they wanted to hear so I don't have to go upstairs. You know, and it's like, uh, and I'm sitting there talking to him and I'm like, yeah, you know, obviously this is, a, you know, but they just gave him some pills. Well, call us if he gets worse or you can go petition yeah. the courts. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. But on the other hand, too, I'm like. Look at these text messages. Does that sound like what he just told you in there? Yeah, that's that's a so, tough one. It it is very tough. But was he over eighteen? Yes. So yeah, you, yeah, that yeah. If he was under eighteen, then they'll right. be like, yep. But God bless him. He has you know fought extremely hard to get past all that, and he's you know he's got a son now he's got a wonderful girlfriend they have a nice little house a little family and he's doing so much better you know pretty much 6 years to the date is this the the the, the one that did the comedy the new the comedian day. yeah 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 he's on, has he just done that well there hasn't been a lot of mic sense there's only been the saddle so no and i've reached out to him you know and he also plays deck hockey over there in in Bettendorf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he does that and he says, Those guys oh, are serious, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went to, I had a friend that does that. Yeah. yeah. They had, he's at the D4 level. So it's not as serious, but there's still some of them that think it's game seven in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So he does that and he also, you know, he is very interested in the comedy side now, which I'm happy to hear because that's a, even myself, you know, the short time I've been trying to do it, it's a, it kind of is like a, a venting, you know, just a release, so to speak. Yep, and it's the community that we have here is, I sound like a broken record because I've talked about it on the Oh, absolutely. Podcast, but it's true. The community we have here is just unbelievable. So I don't know if you know my background with Circa. I was the house, uh-huh. man- I was the house manager of the Speakeasy for the last 11 years. Okay. So I started in 2011, and I recently resigned just because, you know, it's not as a priority to me to have that type of job anymore. Mm-hmm. And some of the staff there, you know, they had they have the passion and the fire that I used to have. You know, I'm getting older. When they're right. renovating it right, right. now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's So I can definitely speak to seeing the way it used to be and then how it became and how it is now again. And you weren't you haven't been the only one that said that, you know, it is such a supportive community right now. Yeah. Hasn't always been that way. And when I first started it was. You know, that was back in 11. And then it just kind of did it so you had your little clicks. Yeah, yeah. And then probably within the last I would say year and a half, 2 years it started. Yeah, it seems like again. right after or right before I started, mm-hmm. which was a little over a year ago. Yeah, and lots of old timers around here, you know, that still dabble in it a little bit that you don't see out very much. Yeah, you'll randomly see them. Like, <laughs> I didn't know who the hell Chicken Bone was. Dude, that's my guy right there. Yeah, he's OG, and yeah. he just, just he showed is up such one night. a good dude. Yeah, and he just showed up one night, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? This guy's great. Check it, yeah, Marine veteran. Yeah. Yep. yep. I yeah. thought he was gonna go up the other night, but he was in his he was in his work uniform. I tried to well, he because he doesn't do Facebook anymore. So I okay. text him and I said, Hey, I'm helping out this friends of our family. They got this new bar and um restaurant down here. We're doing a mic every other Friday. He goes, Are you serious? I said, Yeah, come down. He says, All right, well, if I get off early enough, I will. And 
Next thing you know, the big brown box came. <laughs> he uniform. brought the truck down. Nice. That's well, I don't nice. think. He, I mean, I'm sorry. He had the whole uniform on. Yeah, he had the uniform on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, Chicken Bone. He was one of the OGs that was there every single month. And if there was another Mike, he was there supporting it. That's then, what's up. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's uplifting each other. Yeah, and you uh, see that a whole lot right now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been great. Like. That's why I was like, I need to, for a variety of reasons, I was like, I need to put together a show. I was like, I know these people. I know that had this location. And I was like, I'm, I got to at least I'm excited for it. Yeah, I got to at least it's ask be awesome. Them. Yeah. And, and what a first starting lineup. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I couldn't ask for a better lineup, to be honest with you. I mean, I would have, I, I didn't want to have too many comics. Otherwise, I would, there was plenty of other people I wanted oh, to yeah. on there as well. Yeah. It was just like who I asked first. They all said yes. And it was just like, <laughs> okay. And I had a lineup in a day. Like, there was, you go. Cause everybody's so like eager and hungry. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit, uh, I wasn't sure. I mean, let, me and Leslie I became pretty good friends. So I love Leslie. I, I kind of knew she, she would say yes because, but the only thing I wasn't sure about was like, she's really good and she's done pay, really good, like mm -hmm. big, pretty big pay. I mean, she's doing the comedy bar this weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she's done some paid gigs. It's like, I don't know why I can pay you because I don't know how many people are going to show sure, up. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like, uh, if you want to make more money, I'm going to start telling all the comedians, like, if you want to make more money, you got to help me promote this because the more people we get, the more I can pay you because I got to pay the venue first yeah, and make sure they get paid. And as long as they get paid, we can do it again next month because I already set a date on their calendar. I'm trying to do the last Thursday of every month and do a oh, showcase. Cool. Yeah. Five comedians. Uh, you know, a main headliner, and I want to have at least one female comedian every time. That's solid. Yeah, uh, which I might run out of female comedians because <laughs> there's not All right, enough. Let's go right around, but <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just have to like do a rotation. <laughs> but uh, you know, and eventually grow it because they have uh, the location uh, has two different uh, Stardust has two different. Uh, rooms they have a main room mm -hmm. uh, which holds like 700 over 700 people and then they have like an upstairs room that holds like 200 people wow. and that's the room i'm going to use first obviously right, right. and uh and you drive by that place you don't think it's that big you don't think it's that big once i walked in there i was like holy yeah yeah you had no idea have you been in there before I've never been in there, but I've heard that it's so, and I'm it, like, really? Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. Uh, so I already, uh, you know, I've already been putting up flyers. I already made sure I uh, put up a bunch of flyers at Danview because it's right across mm -hmm. the street. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I did some rounds yesterday. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It could yeah, be a huge thing. I think it will be. You know, yeah. and, and that's what's good is that there's enough to go around right now. And everybody seems to be supporting it. Exactly. Not just people from the community, you know, the comedy scene, but just people in general. They, I think they've, you know, tired of sitting at home in quarantine and they want to get out and do stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you can only see so many bands. Right. You know, you got to switch it up and do something different. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And there wasn't anything going on. There hasn't been really any besides the the show that Donnie's been doing, which has been pretty low key. But mm -hmm. that's the way Donnie is. Um, yep. There hasn't been any shows downtown, really. I mean, yeah, the main shows have been at the Runwick, which is a great place. But oh, I love. I went there. I went to the that one mic back in I think May with Johnny Tuesday, and that was my first time there, and I was like, whoa. This is really nice too. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place. It's just like it is. it's just the weirdest location. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like a um, yeah. It, the property is just awesome, and it's just like you would never expect it to be there. <laughs> Walk in there, and there's an open mic going on. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, just the the building itself is like in that neighborhood. You're just like, okay, am I in the right place? Uh, and then you're all of a sudden you see this huge mansion and there's a bunch of land on this big hill, like towering over everybody, over everything. Well, Johnny told me he says, I think this is it. And then I'm like, I kind of look right, and there was like one car in the parking lot. I like, was just kind of chill here for a second. Yeah. And then the has he not been there before? Uh, he's you know he was Johnny. probably joking. You yeah. know Johnny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But and then the you know the the tip, the common names start showing up and like all right yeah we're here got it got we went it inside yeah so uh, I could talk about comedy all day but me let, too yeah let, let's, me too let's try to get back on uh, <laughs> on track here uh, so yeah you got out of the military in you said two thousand oh no uh, ninety nine ninety nine right yeah. before uh, before nine before nine eleven yep. Okay, so yeah. came back here to the Quad Cities, you know, one year old of well, no, he was two then. You know, the wife who's Filipino, never been to stateside other than to visit the one time, and uh, you know, pretty much starting over. You know, came back here because that this is my home of record, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I had my dad here still and family just in case. Hey, can I crash a little bit? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was real fortunate to find a decent job back then. Um, started working for a local when we had local internet service providers. Mm. You know, there's none now. It's either your CenturyLinks or MetroNet or, or MediaCom, Media. whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got into that career field, which was complete opposite of what before I before I actually left New Mexico. Um, Boeing, a guy that I worked directly with. He offered me a position there, but I'm like, yeah, if this goes south on a contract, I know nobody in New Mexico. Yeah. So I took the safe route and just came back here. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it is really about who you know. I mean, that's yeah. what it boils down to. If it you does. Any connections. And yeah, I've ran into that when looking for jobs in the past. And that's how I have my job right now. It's because I knew somebody that could get my foot in the door to even get that interview. Same with me. You know, I'm where I'm, I'm at right now. I graduated with the owner. Or no, he was a year behind me. Okay. And I just saw him post it. I'm like, hey. Where'd you go to high school at? Rocky. You went to Rocky? Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, trying to think. Uh, what year did you graduate? 89. 89, okay. Yep. So Rocky was always, uh, they've gone through different stages of, you know, what sports they were good at? I could, what sport was the better? back then? It was when I was there. It was basketball. Basketball. That was the Duncan Reed years. Okay. They had a really good wrestling team too, and baseball was decent. Okay. Um, football. They didn't do so well except for my senior year. I think they were like two games over five. Did you play any sports in high school at all? Yeah, I didn't always have this. I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I play. I was on the track team. I high okay. jump, triple jump, long jump. Um. Played recreational basketball and baseball. I was scared to get hurt in football, to be honest, so I never played football. <laughs> football is reckless, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I have, uh, if I ever end up having kids, like, and they want to play football, I'm going to be very cautious about that, especially of what we know now about, oh, like, the yes. head injuries and stuff. Yeah. It's just like. Well, the youngest one, he played um, select travel, which is basically with, the Quad City Ice Eagles. Okay. Which is basically he played in the house program there, but they also would play like a tournament a month. So it wasn't like traveling every single weekend. And he got a concussion once playing. And it, it, I mean, it was nothing, the kid didn't mean to do it, but just the height difference. Mm. You know, the kid on skates was probably like 6'5. Oh, okay. So this was hockey, not football. Yeah, hockey. I'm sorry. Yeah. But he, he stole the puck and the kid tried to reach around and do this to, you know, to get the puck from him and his elbow caught him in the temple. Yeah. And he tried to get up and his legs just, ooh. Yeah, he was just like, ooh, and just like completely yeah. powered down. Yep. And then on the way home, he says, I have a real bad headache. And I mean, thank goodness it was mild. Yeah. But then he got a second one playing high school baseball where he tried to tag the, he was pitching and he tried to tag the runner on a bunt and the kids back of the heel 
caught him pretty much in the same spot. Jeez. Yeah. That one day, I mean, they said it was very, very mild. Yeah. I told him, well, you got a decision to make here. Yeah. So he stayed away from hockey and just stuck with baseball and never had any issues, thank goodness. Yeah, baseball is kind of one of those things where it's got to be like a really, like, really random occurrence. Right. Right, like two outfielders colliding or something like that. Colliding or getting hit by a pitch in just the wrong spot or whatever. Sliding into somebody. Um, Those are usually more intended with the cleats up. Um, Yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we used to, we ran across that every once in a while. I played baseball in high school. Nice. Um. Well, I was on the team. I played a little bit. Uh, I was a relief pitcher, so I would just get thrown in there because I threw a lot of junk, so they would just put me in there to mess with people and then bring in somebody else usually. So I would go in for like an inning. My senior year, I threw sidearms, so that was fun. Oh, okay. Basically almost submarine. Like it was, it was, uh, I wish I would have done it sooner because I didn't really have it down. Like my control wasn't Mm -hmm. the greatest. But I had a pitching coach my senior year who was just like, dude, you kind of already throw a little bit sidearm anyway, so you should just go full, go for it. I'm like, all right. There you go. <laughs> it was a great time. I, I, especially with, I, mean, I threw right-handed, so right-handed batters just thought I was throwing right at him every time. Then it do- dropped in. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Well, when I had control of it, that's the problem. I didn't always have control of it. But uh, I... I uh, I can't help but bring up the incident you you told me about. I know I, you don't have to go into full detail sure, about it, sure. but um, when we ran each other ran into each other on Friday, mm-hmm. you had brought up an incident uh, about one of your one of your friends. Um, yeah, I call him a battle buddy or you know veteran brother. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, yeah. I I hear the term brother brother yeah, used a lot, so. Yeah, within the last 10 days, he unfortunately just thought that it was, you know, he couldn't take it anymore, and he took his own life. And shortly at, or shortly before that, he did say help, and there wasn't much help there to be given. Yeah, and what uh, what's you said he took a few different steps to try to get help, yeah. and it was just... Uh... The ER basically said, well, if it gets much worse, you know, come back. Yeah, uh, he, he was with his sister, I believe, was sister or cousin. Okay, and um, live around here? Or? No, they're out. They're out in um, Oregon. Okay, you know he's out now, and just and then I got the notification, and I was like, you know, it just sucks because for me personally, that's the third guy. Yeah, that I know of. You know, Did some of those guys stay a longer than you, stay in longer yeah, than you, and see of combat. Them. Yeah. Two of, I was extremely lucky in that, in that sense. You know, these guys they stayed in, and the years that I was in service, the the biggest conflict was the Gulf War, the original Gulf War, which kind of got the ball rolling on on that that whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of them were around for post nine eleven. You know, Afghanistan, Iraq, and all that stuff, and even the Air Force gets involved with that stuff, and you do see, you know, probably not as much stuff is like a, an infantry, like Marines, Army. Mm-hmm. But they still see some pretty horrific stuff. Yeah. You know, another friend of mine, I don't want to mention any names, but he yeah. basically came home one night and said, I got to tell these guys something, I can't take it, and he ate a shotgun in front of his family. Just absolutely horrific. Wow. And he was getting help. You know, he was, you know, doing what he was told to do, and it just wasn't enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Seems like when somebody flips that switch and, you know, is makes that decision, I mean, they make the decision before they actually do it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to really, unless for whatever reason it doesn't work, then... You know, that's it. Well, unfortunately, uh, from my experience of what, you know, the the friends that I have that have either attempted or, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better way to put it, succeeded in their attempt, 
uh, it seems to be like they were they were set. Yeah, uh, they were set on it. Right. And uh, you know, one of my friends like made it so like no one could find her, and she had a plan. She made it so like yeah, it was de- it was it was set in stone. Right. Right. And uh, luckily, somebody was able to track her phone and find out where she was otherwise yeah she wouldn't be here it was just one of those situations and now she's doing really well but it was just like yeah and she because she got like kind of a it's a she got a second chance and not everybody gets that second chance it's a real wake-up call absolutely and she was reminded of you know all the people that do care about her and you know sometimes that you know that isn't that doesn't always enough because the people are stuck in you're stuck in that mindset and you're stuck in this like clouded area where you're just like everything is terrible and nothing can get better and you just have yourself convinced of that right it's just a vicious cycle because i've been there it's been a long time since i've been there but it's a very very dark place to be and yeah you just feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and this is the only choice i have and i gotta do it yeah 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 Yeah, and it it, i mean it's in the news and it's in the media today but this is nothing new with our veterans i mean you look at the guys that came back from vietnam you know they're being spit at they're being having stuff thrown at them and you know and it's you go to fight for your country and then when you come back it's you're welcomed or not even welcome back but you're greeted with that yeah you know and especially today i mean it's obviously there's more of a understanding of what you did for your service what you did while for here in your service but mm-hmm. those underlying scars are still there you know and you just it seems like that like what i don't know just my idea would be like you know there should be some type of like welcome home care like when they when somebody comes back, you know, right? Like, get them set up with somebody right away, regardless of how they feel. Just like as a maintenance type of thing, right? right. And um, because yeah, you know, you're gonna have obviously, especially if they're a man, they're gonna come back. But I'm fine, you know. Exactly. Well, and that's what the military teaches you. Yeah. You know. Oh, I have to. I have to be. You know, I have to be tough, no um, emotions. Yep. Well, and it's uh, Fourth of July weekend. We had a, a fundraiser for the disabled veterans down at the place we're at Fridays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of my other veteran brothers, Yoshi. You know, he was a officer in the Navy, and he. Well, I didn't know Yoshi was served. Yeah. That's awesome. And while yeah, we, we can were, plug Yoshi's, that's fine. Yeah. I don't <laughs> he, uh, but he spoke of desensitizing you know where they would just show them these absolutely horrific images you know kids being blown up and just stuff you wouldn't expect every day so that way when they came across it oh that's normal you know oh okay it's not gonna bother me i'm gonna keep pushing forward well eventually that catches up to you yeah you know it's not normal whether our leaders teach us it is or not. Yeah. And I get why they do it too right. at the same time, right. but just like, oh. Right. It's a double-edged sword. Absolutely it is. You know, like, like I said, I I was very fortunate. I mean, the closest thing I got to seeing anything really, really bad was there was a airliner that crashed in Guam, and there was some, you know, survivors that you went out and looked for survivors, and yeah. That was gruesome enough. Yeah, because they're so imagine, not everyone survived. Right, exactly, but to imagine what our men and women that are actually being shot at and you know shooting back, what they see, it's. I've got a couple of friends here in the local area that have actually been in those scenarios, and you know, one year we go out to his house and we're lighting off five, six hundred dollars worth of fireworks, you know, just having a good old time, and then. The next year, I'm getting a call at like one in the morning. I need you. I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, the, it's like we're getting bombed again. I, I need you. Yeah, getting PTSD stuff going yep. on. Yeah. Yep. So you said you, uh, are you currently in therapy or you just have a psychiatrist that you see for like medication or it's mainly medication you know, it's, you know, management is what they called it. Yeah. 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 Maintenance. You know, so you can right med check stuff like that. So my family doctor had told me, <laughs> pardon me, you know, this is getting to a point where I don't feel comfortable. That happened to me. Yeah. yeah. You need to go talk to these people. Yeah. So, yeah, and he's been, I mean, I opened up to him on stuff from my childhood, and he made me, you know, realize some things that I didn't realize that were buried, buried way back in my brain. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I'll call and say, hey, I just kind of need to talk to Doc. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, I get the deductible notices from my private insurance. Mm-mm. So I'm actually thinking about, trying the online stuff because it seems that it's a lot more affordable and it's had good results yeah there's a uh, quite a few different ones uh that I, I put together the best list i could on my website um and yeah which is modern day overthinker.com quick plug <laughs> to, because there's right on the home page there's a yeah there's, i'll have to check that yeah, out yeah there's a button with a bunch of resources that you can check out and uh you know, eventually I hopefully can get a some type of sponsorship from one of them and get people better deals, you know. Um I think the one because I listen to I'm a fan of Joey Diaz. Okay, yeah, yeah. He always talks about better health. Better help. Help. Better help. Yep. Yep. That's yep. the one. That's one of them that I see that one plug Mark Marin plugs that one. He's a comedian. Yep. Um he's got a really good podcast. Uh WTF with Mark Marin. He has a, had a bunch of great guests. He's one of the podcasts, like OG. He's been doing podcasts for a while. Um, Better Help, Cerebral. I've heard of Cerebral also. Um, there's a few different other ones. I use one specifically for OCD called No CD, uh, just because that's what I deal with the most. Mm-hmm. And OCD is an anxiety disorder, so we talk about anxiety and OCD. And, you know, I talk about other things, too, but we mainly focus on that. So I wanted to find one that was more specialized for that because I yeah. have gone to therapists before that knew OCD and understood OCD and, you know, got it. But as far as the actual therapy involved, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is um, or exposure response therapy, I should say. Cognitive behavioral therapy is one of them, but exposure response therapy is the most effective. It's also the most uh, frustrating, but it's the most effective for OCD, and that's basically what NoCD does. And uh, so I've been working with somebody for, uh, I don't know if it's been a year yet, but it's been quite some time. Uh and it's been it's been really good. It's challenging. She gives me homework to do. She can message me. Oh, that's cool. Through the app, and I can message her. And they have another like resource, like like basically like an SOS button mm-hmm. uh, that you can reach out to, which is really cool. And yeah, I saw an online therapist before her, and it was just through. She just did her own thing through telehealth and I, uh, there's a link on the, one of the links on my website is for psychology today. I don't know if it's org or com, but, uh, you can basically type in your area and it points you in the right direction, your insurance. And it'll say this person takes your insurance and this person also does virtual visits. Very good. Yeah, it's perfect. And I got it to see her like within like a week because those are easier to get into that rather than somebody in an office. Oh, yeah. I got really fortunate with Dr. Gondra. He, you know, he was taking on new patients at that time. Yeah, you just had to get, it was good It was like, you know, roll the dice. Am I going to get in or not? I mean, they sent the referral and I like three days later, hey, when can you come in? You know, that's rare. Sometimes it's like absolutely. six weeks yep. at least. 
Sometimes even longer than that. Yeah. Well, I've heard from other another family member that they're like two months out. Yep. And it's like you know that that just right there is. You talk about the pandemic and everything else, and you know that's a byproduct of the pandemic. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's just it's, and nobody has an answer. Nobody really should have an answer other than it's we got to do something. Yep. Both sides need to come together, figure it out. Yep, exactly. We need, I'm so sick, yeah, not to get too political, but yeah, right. all the division and stuff. It just like set all of these differences aside uh-huh. and let's focus on people that are dying right now. Right, and it's like I said before, it's not just veterans, it's everybody. Everybody. It's, it's our brothers and sisters in our communities and in, in the country. You know what? Quit using them as pawns. Quit using them as bargaining chips. Oh yeah. well, I'll I'll give in to this part of the bill if you, you know, yeah, fucking stop it. It's help your fellow brother and sister. Yeah, it's gotten. Yeah, it's like I had a joke about like basically yeah we just need to like restart the whole thing and just mm-hmm. completely like hit refresh on our whole political system and just start over. Right. Because it's just so And I always tell the story. Trash. You know, I always tell the story. When I came up through the military, you know, I I was I was raised in a Reagan Republican household, you know, so that was kind of drilled in me. And even and in the back in the early nineties, it was pretty much a if you were in the military, you were the red, you know? Yeah, yeah. So when I got out, you know, I, yeah, I carried that chip, but, and I always say my job at Circa was a blessing because it actually opened this up yeah, and let me see both sides and actually listen to both sides mm-hmm. and make up my, my own mind rather than what well, was, what it's being force fed to me. Yeah. Now I'm, yeah, I still have certain beliefs. But for the most part, I'm just, I'm on the side of the humans. The human yeah, who's, side of it. Yeah, who's helping the people the most? Like, that's yeah. all I care about. Like, right. there's some there's some politicians that I really, I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily vote for them, but I respect them. And there's, there's not a whole lot of them. Like, Andrew Yang's one of them. Right. Like, he I just was, seems like he actually cares. Yes. And, uh... You know, I don't agree with like all the things he says. You know, like his idea, his ideas, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, not everyone is going to agree on that. But it's like he wants to help people and he wants people to right, right, be in a good place and not be homeless and not be impoverished and just like simple things. It's like why and yeah, and then us sending money overseas all the time for like, you know, like for the war that we're not supposed to be in, but we are kind of in. Right. Like, why? And then both sides saying, oh, well, where's Hunter's laptop? Oh, well, Trump did this. And you know what? Just figure it out at home. Yeah. Figure it out from home. Forget what happened there. No, I'm not saying forget what happened last year because that was a travesty. Yeah. Yeah. And right away I'm being looped in. Oh, well, you used to be a Republican, so why didn't you start? Well, no, those were criminals. Yeah. I mean, I served to fight, or I served to protect that house, you know, in our way of life. What those people did were radicals, and yeah, it was not right. Hang them by the rafters. My one buddy was giving me crap, saying, oh, what'd you think of that Air Force captain that got shot? I said, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, that's a travesty that, you know, it's sad somebody lost their lives, but she put herself in that position and then look what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, yeah, there's no justification for storming the Capitol. No, there's not. Yeah. I understand uh, maybe the people like outside, like going there just like for the speech or whatever. And like, like some of those people are getting thrown under the bus. It's like, easy they were just there they didn't go like i have a friend that didn't go he didn't he didn't run inside because he's not an yeah. idiot well, <laughs> like and i have friends that were there 
yeah. but not even close to there. Yeah. What you just said, they were way away. Yeah. And one of them's pretty famous in the, I mean, he's not my friend, but I had people that I knew that were with him, Pat Militage, and yep. you saw what happened to him. Yeah, he got thrown under the bus. Because of who he was associated with over there. You know, who is getting pictures taken with. Yeah, he got it's, pictures with some of the Proud Boy yeah, dudes. Yeah. yeah. So it's. He didn't know. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so to kind of backtrack to your question, I mean, I, lately I've been doing more of a self-meditation type of trying to find balance in my life because, okay. you know, some very close people to me said, hey, are you okay? You know, you're not happy. You know, and some other events were brought to my attention and I'm like, man, what am I doing here? You know, and it's been a hard fight because I lost my dad in 13. And every year around Father's Day, the holidays, yeah, it yeah. hits me really, really hard. Well, this year it started at on his birthday, and I just could not snap out of it. And when was that? Uh, March 20th is his birthday. Oh, he's right. Yeah. I'm on the 23rd, so yeah. My wife says the 22nd. My mom says the 12th. So it's a lot like, of March yeah, birthdays. A lot I'm of checking time. Yeah. So it's it's been a real struggle for me to find a a balance. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, I did hit the sauce pretty hard, and it's like, okay, this is not healthy. Yeah. And it took a good friend to tell me, hey, what are you doing here? You mm -hmm. know, not casting judgment, but to this day, I absolutely love him. Yeah. For putting it in my face. And you yeah, can't. you need some friends that'll call you out. Yeah, yeah. And I did a lot of reflection, and now it's more of, I use, I think it's called balance. Yeah, it's balance. I think it's what it's called. Like a guided meditation? Yeah. Okay. Every nice. night at 10 o'clock. Hey, it's time. Awesome. You know, and it's helped me really refocus. How long of a meditation do you do? Uh, it's about a half hour. Okay, and that's a long honest. one. I well, and I'll be honest. You fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. And I have which found, is very normal. Yeah, and that really is what does it for me now. You know, and I've got some other people that I've talked to. You know, just basic stuff like, hey, you've always said you wanted to lose that weight. Let's do it. You know, let's get back to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. And I've reached out to several people. I said, hey, if I ever, you know, made you feel uncomfortable if I ever did something to you. you know I went through quite a bit of stuff because there for a while it was like wow what am I doing you know mm -hmm. hitting this way too hard so you get Shane back in the gym with you no <laughs> <laughs> we keep giving him shit you know he uh yeah the whole Stevie and yeah, yeah. Zach doing that yeah, thing yeah, yeah. it's no cool. actually Shane he gave me some stuff to look at, and he has helped me, you know. The biggest thing that him and Timory put forefront was stop trying to make everybody happy. Mm, yeah. You know, do stuff for you. Don't do stuff for people. You know, and that is a major change that I have done because to go even further back, um, we lived here. And we moved to Louisiana when I was six. Okay. Because my mom got a chiropractor assistant job. Gotcha. And right away I was like, okay, we're living in a house with, you know, two other families. And it's like this huge house. And so fast forward a little bit of that. It it was, I mean, I, I, I'll call it spade a spade here. It was almost like a cult. Really? Like a religious cult. You know, I, and I'll be honest with you, I can't remember too much of it other than we all did everything together we all ate together a certain time we all did the you know and it was just the kids weren't allowed in certain areas and and she actually told me years later yeah that was pretty much what was going on that's why i got us out of there and um so she started seeing this guy and he basically didn't like that my Dad didn't raise me a certain way. Well, I was only with my dad till I was six. Yeah. You know, I didn't come, have a lot of time. Right. I mean, if I came in from playing outside and I'm going to go take a shower and he'd come in, feel the water, oh, that's not warm enough. 
and I would try to argue with him and he would just turn the heat up, you know, the hot water all the way and throw me in the tub. You know, if when she wasn't around, I got smacked around a lot and it was, you know, and I'm not throwing all this at her now, but it was just a lot of, I obviously failed making a good impression on somebody. So the way I kind of coped for that is, hey, what can I do for you? You know, trying to make myself look good for people. And it really, when Shane and Temery were telling me these things, I really got to thinking hard. Mm-hmm. And it all made sense. You know, even before I knew them, I looked back at things that I had done and tried to compensate for not necessarily being a real good friend or anything like that, but just a whole bunch of emotions just bottled up. And it's really, since they've talked it in to other people, it's been, like I said, my theme has been trying to balance. Yeah, I've been in that in that mode as well. And I mind just balancing just all the stuff I'm trying to do. And that right. most of the stuff I'm trying to do is for me, but I also have responsibilities mm-hmm. for with other people and helping other people. I like helping other people and I will always do that. But Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, being a good friend. Yes. And also being able to have time for myself because I need that time for myself to unwind and uh, being able to decompress and things like that. So trying to find a, and, you know, family. My parents live in town and it's really my hard. sister lives in town. And it's yeah. It's extremely hard. One grandparent left. She lives in Muscatine. She's not far away. I can easily see her. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to find. Well, and for years, you know, with the youngest one playing baseball, I was on the Little League board for four years. From there, we went over to Babe Ruth. I was on the board there, coached and everything else. And even up until this spring, you know, I was, my kid's been out of it for two years. Mm-hmm. But he played on this same team. I'm like, yeah, I'll help you out when I can. Yeah, yeah. And during some of these, I'll call discoveries, I'm like, no, I can't. I, I can't. I can't overextend myself to make to see you be happy that I'm helping you. Here. I've had to, I've had to cut some ties too. Yeah, well, not necessarily. Cutting, well, not cut ties. Right, I, right, right. I had to like obligations. Obligations, yes. I should say. Not burn a bridge, but right, yeah. right. Well, and then I got to thinking, I'm like, what am I passionate about? You know, it, and it's it's my fellow veterans. You know, like I, I want to get more involved with the Veterans Outreach Center up there. They they had a thing on Facebook last week. Hey, we need these bare basic necessities. You know, shampoo. You know, like everybody else in the Quad Cities, you know, they're, it's not just the veterans, obviously. Yeah, yeah, homeless. Right, homeless. It, it's So that's kind of like, all right. Look at myself in the mirror. What can I do to better myself while helping others? Yeah, exactly. Without going over the, you know, overboard. Yeah, overextending yourself. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of what I do, I mean, there's our organizations out there. The biggest one that I um, promote is Mission 22. They have counseling services, and they actually help veterans that have ptsd is that local it, or national it's a na- it's a national um the uh wounded warriors stuff like that okay got it got it but mission 22 is one that really specifically focuses on getting inpatient you know counseling and stuff like that awesome awesome and just like finding the resources for people right. where they might not have the resources Okay, so yeah. they have like a hotline you call or like a... Um, I think it's m22.com or mission22.com. I don't have the, the yeah, phone yeah. number memorized or anything, but... If well, you just the info, it, I'll put it in the yeah. description. Yeah, if you just put mission22 in a, in a browser, it pops right up. Okay. Yeah, they do a lot of good stuff. And they're, I mean, they're one of many that are out there. Oh, yeah, I'm in sure. In the private sector that are saying, okay, you guys aren't doing it, we're going to try to. Yeah, sometimes the government doesn't do everything right. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good that other people are taking 
you know, taking the initiative and doing. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I wear these to work every day. The the first one, just to remind me of that. Yeah. Hey, that's important. And then, yeah, you could see it kind of there, United in the War Against Veteran Suicide. Nice, nice. I have the Out of Darkness, which is uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I do the walk every year. And that's something that I've said that I want to start doing. Yeah. To coincide with getting into shape and, you know, just doing healthy things like that. Oh, yeah, man. Just doing, ever since I've got, I started going to the gym almost a year ago, I've just felt so much better. And it's, uh, you know, I try to, talk, of course, try to talk myself out of it sometimes. But once I go and then after I go, I always feel Once so you get much, out the door, so you're good. Better. Yeah. Once you're, it's that getting there <laughs> getting there yeah yeah so i went last night um i'll probably go either tomorrow or sa or saturday I'm supposed to be meeting up with stevie uh to do his podcast we're gonna do a po like a podcast swap he's such a horrible guy though <laughs> he's such a piece of shit you're welcome shane <laughs> it was uh no, it was I, funny when i said because uh, he actually reached out to me yesterday he goes so when are we gonna do this podcast i was like well i mean with brad tomorrow he goes fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> so what is it really really funny about him is yeah he says he's known you forever yeah i grew up with his uncles okay i grew up around his family and it just at the speakeasy we got to trading stories, and I'm like, holy shit, I know your uncle. Mm. You know, I know your grandma. <laughs> yeah. She used to, I would call to talk to your uncle, and she'd be like, Danny, it's Brad. Do you want me to tell him you're at wrestling practice? <laughs> 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 no, such a great dude, you know. And he's trying to make some some big changes Absolutely, right now, he is. And, but I will, I absolutely love the back and forth between him and Zach on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. About and Shane. Show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that little wager that they have. Yeah, what was the exact wager again? It was like... Something about if the two of them... Can lift as much as if he... If the two of them can squat, combine squat what he squats, he owes them his, his, steak dinners or something like that. Yeah. And if they can't, they have to give him a massage during a Shot 30 podcast. <laughs> I think he said nude also. Uh, but. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. That is great. Oh, man. Good old Shot 30 podcast. We'll, we'll shout out them because they shouted me out a bunch on the last episode that they had. Well, not the last episode, but the 150th episode uh, with Chris Starman. He's By like, the way, I would kick Stevie Moe. <laughs> Don't listen to what Starman said. I would beat the living shit out of you, Steve. <laughs> but the story that St the story that Starman did tell on there was mostly correct. The dude tried to cut in front of me. I don't know if you heard the whole story. I didn't watch the whole okay, episode. So, so they asked your question: Who would win in a fight between me and Stevie? Okay, and then. Star, they both said Stevie, and Starman said, well, because I've seen Brad. We were at hockey one night, and the guy cut him off, and he started flipping him off. And it, well, anyway, long story, the guy followed us back to Rock Island. He got out, hey, you want to flip me off now? And I'm like, you know what? My bad. I'm sorry. I had a bad day. And John L. was right there. Starman was right there. I mean, there was three of us. We could have, but I was like, you know what? My bad. But that guy's not Stevie Moe. I would be motivated to beat the shit out of Stevie Moe. <laughs> yeah, just to teach him a lesson. That's right. <laughs> just because he has Because he's Stevie Moe. You're probably doing somebody a favor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's. A lot so, of people. Yeah, a lot of people. No, I love Stevie. He's a good kid. The first ever podcast I did was with Stevie Moe a long time ago. He, he had a podcast with uh, Devin. Yes. The Good Sirs podcast. The Good Sirs podcast. That was in like 2010 or 11. The Good Sirs podcast. That's why every once in a while, because he works over in the shop where I'm at, and uh, every once in a while I'll walk out in the shop, I'll say, what, do you want a neck injury? 
because <laughs> he was, and that's a throwback to the good sirs. Because one podcast, one episode, they were both Devin and um, I can't remember the engineer's name. I think it was. Um, I could see his face, Justin. Justin, thank you. Yeah, and they were just both giving him so much, and he goes, "Oh well, how about I give you a neck injury? You probably wouldn't like that too much." And then they kept shitting on him even more. After that. <laughs> well, that's such a random thing to say. <laughs> it's a, well, it's Stevie. I mean, come on now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's a character. Everybody is. You, oh, if you look at you, could just go down the list of the people in this community. You're like, oh, this, 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 this. Everybody is. Oh, yeah. That's what's great about it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Well, I. Uh, I think we should probably wrap up. So yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to get some of this out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I would I would definitely talk for longer, but I absolutely don't want to keep Caleb too long. Um, this is his uh, his his side job. So nice. Um, yeah, he had to work all day. So, but yeah, um, I'll make sure I'll try to get this out within the next couple of days. But. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. No, I appreciate you allowing me to come on and kind of share the story of what I've seen and even kind of my background a little bit. Yeah, I think people will really appreciate it. And uh, you know, obviously, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of friends that are going to be listening. And yeah, I've got a few regular listeners out there um, that have been. Uh, patiently waiting for a new episode so they'll enjoy that as well so and the only other thing i could say is you know the mission 22 they are phenomenal people the va locally here i have heard does really good work but most of all you're not alone you know we we all fight together yeah just like we did when we had the uniforms on we all fight together Mm -hmm. don't try to do it alone Yep, there's resources out there. There's people out there to talk to. It's just a matter of finding them. Yep, exactly. Well, I appreciate it, man. No, thank you. I and greatly appreciate it. I will it. see you soon. Uh, if I don't see you this weekend, I'll see you Sunday probably. Yeah, I'll be there Sunday. Yeah. Looking forward to your show. Yeah, dude, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be fun.